Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. trying to take advantage of the situation, you know, action after action. So uh, it was good. Uh, really put a great at bat, and, uh, you know, we, we got that insurance run. Uh, he's, he's been tremendous since he came off uh, the IL. Uh, very solid. Hitting the ball all over the place, playing good defense, and, uh, you know, that was a good win. Red Sox manager Alex Cora speaking to the media after last night's 4-3 to win over the Baltimore Orioles. They are in a split of the series after Friday night's 15-10 to 10 loss. That was basically a football score. And tonight they play at 7-10. Pre-game show with Brad Foe an hour beforehand here on WEI and the WEI Red Sox Network. Don't miss it. They're playing tonight from the site of the Little League World Series in beautiful Williamstown, Pennsylvania. Andy, I listened to the majority of the game yesterday as I was on my way up to Boston to go to Fenway, no less, to see uh, last night's awesome Imagine Dragons show. And it was a great performance by Michael Waka and Kike got the home run and, uh, you know, Verdugo and Arroyo, who basically have been carrying the offense for the better part of the last month, chipped in significantly again. And I kept listening during the broadcast with Castigs and Fleming as to how kind of flat Xander's been, and how they, they kept remarking like that Devers must really still be carrying something. Like there really must be more to his injury that kept him away for a while and coming back, that he must be playing hurt. And I got to wonder if, you know, as we went on that big Celtics ride and we've watched the, the Red Sox, not like last year, be more of a roller coaster with a huge up and then a down and then an up and then another down and then finally finishing up and qualifying for the playoffs and then making that, wonderful and improbable ALCS run, which included bumping the Yankees in the wildcard play-in and then shocking the Rays in the divisional round. I can't help but wonder if people just aren't going to check out on the Sox because do you really believe in this team? Like if Devers is playing hurt and the injuries are lingering with him and he's just not going to be able to catch up to fastballs the way he normally would, which uh, Will was commenting on in a bat last night. Uh, he was again up against Bradish, and he said that you know, this looked like a prime opportunity for him to sit fastball and be able to drive one, and he just couldn't. And luckily, Kike was able to catch up to one. Man, does it really stink. The injuries this year have just been m- a multitude of them, which have hurt the team maybe more than we've even given them credit for or, or cut them slack, if you will, given them mulligans for the number of injuries that they've had. But i got to ask you with... You know, less than a month and a half to the season left, 
Only about 40-some, I think actually, yeah, I think it's 41 games remaining on the calendar and five games back of the race for the final wild card spot. Are you going to go along for the ride the way you normally do as an impassioned, Fenway faithful, diehard Sox fan? Or is there some minor indifference in Red Sox Nation because it's been such a weird season, just kind of not one of those years for the team? Yeah, I wouldn't even say weird, bad. I would say bad. Okay. They've underachieved. I'm sorry, you're in last place. You're looking up at the Baltimore Orioles. You're five games out of the third wild card, and I know it's the toughest division in all of sports, as they told us before the season started, and it's a good division. I'm not going to not gonna poo-poo that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, to me, and, and I've said this over the last couple weeks, this the, the visual of the Orioles chasing the Orioles just puts everything in perspective, and... There have been injuries. Yes, that's an excuse. But you know what I say about excuses. Reasons given by losers. Yes, there's been a a challenging year for Devers and Bogarts in terms of the physical, but I also think in terms of the mental. And Bogarts has talked about that, things wearing on him and the business. And I wrote it on opening day at Fenway that business was going to be a black cloud over this team. And I think it's been a black cloud over this team all year in terms of the future of your two superstars. And then you add that into, you know, we talked about it yesterday. It's a marathon. Like, it's a grind. And if you're physically a little dinged up and you're playing every night and your team is underachieving and your future is uncertain and there's negotiation, like, that's a lot of stress and mental anxiety that I don't think puts you in a position to succeed as a player or as a team. And so there's all those reasons go into the suck blender and you realize why you're ooh if we beat the Orioles tonight we'll be back to 500 on August whatever the hell today's date is like no this is a reality this is a lost season this is just a lost season for a lot of reasons and I think the weight of that is really is really becoming reality for a lot of people yeah as we were talking about the seven stages of grief as far as Patriots fans go with the departure of Brady and realizing it may never be like it was and the struggles this team is having now to put together the team and reconfiguring offensive play calling structure and the offense defense looks like it's on the rise as it should be if bill belichick is still who bill belichick is we were talking about the seven stages of grief and where pats fans are right now and i was looking during the break it goes shock denial anger bargaining depression acceptance and hope and then finally processing so uh, where would you say, like, are Sox fans even angry at this point? Are they? No. They're not in denial. Nope. Have they bargained, or are they? Are they somewhere between depression and acceptance? Because with acceptance yeah. comes hope. And you and I were saying yesterday that this may be the new normal for the Red Sox for a while because they've got some roster reconfiguration to do on their own with a number of free agents, including Xander Bogarts, who, by the way, if you haven't noticed, isn't doing much to help his cause for trying to get a 30 or 35 million dollar contract with nine home runs and 49 ribeyes this year Andy yeah no he has not been a power hitter I do think he's been banged up and I know Will Fleming when we talked to him uh last week was was mentioning that collision early in the year and maybe he's never been the same since and Mm -hmm. you know I'm watching the game the other night he gets plunked on the tricep and then I see him come back with a a sleeve on the arm and take some really bad swings so it's like it's one thing after another just keeps compounding um, and maybe you luck out. Maybe that hinders his value on the open market, and you get, um, you know, get him back at a team-friendly or friendlier team deal. And and maybe you end up in the long run getting more out of him because 
maybe this is the worst of him with everything that's gone on physically and mentally this year. Maybe it's really affected him and maybe you get a, or also maybe somebody else gets better value on the open market. Who knows how that plays out? Um, but I do think fans are depression, acceptance, whatever, like not only for this year, but what is the future? What is Heim Bloom's future for the Boston Well, what's Red Heim Sox? Bloom's future and what is the future of Ivaldi and Xander? And oh, I think Kike? people think Ivaldi's gone and get, like that's my point. And JD? What is he going to do? They have the yeah. opportunity. They're going to have $150 million to spend. They only have, whatever, $70 million on the books. They can go invest. They can bring in big timers, little timers, a blend of the two. But what is Heimblum's vision for the future of what the Boston Red Sox, his employer, but a marquee team, what is it supposed to be? And when does John Henry inject himself in the chat and and sort of push in a certain direction that maybe he needs to be pushed in in terms of spending money? But I I think fans are at a crossroads here. We're talking about fans all first couple hours, fans crossroads with the Red Sox, I mean the Patriots and not knowing how to feel. I think there's a similar uncertainty with Red Sox fans in what is the vision for Hein Bloom? What am I investing in? What am I trusting in? How long will he be here? Is he going to run Alex Cora out? Is he going to get frustrated and not want to be part of whatever the five-year plan or the three-year plan, whatever it is for Hein Bloom? I think there's a lot of uncertainty in that area, even the, even though there is opportunity. I do think there's opportunity. You could spin it positive. If they if they re-sign Bogarts, they sign Devers, they're a little bit aggressive on the uh, the free agent market with the money they do have to spend. Now you have pipeline prospects coming through. What do they have? Three of the top 30 prospects in baseball, top 10 mm-hmm. prospect in May. Like, there's reason to be hopeful if you have faith. I'm not sure people have faith. I'm not To steal the word, I'm not sure people are ready to trust the process with the Red Sox when this season ends. Interesting how that kind of mirrors where the Patriots are. And the Red Sox have experienced unexpected, if not unforeseen, and uh, never before experienced success with four World Series themselves since the turn of the century as well. So you could say Sox fans, Pats fans, kind of that sort of like meet in the middle, two uh, giant biceps or just like the handshake emoji of just like, hey, we're both going to agree that this is a weird year and we don't want to accept transition, but we're just going to have to be there as well. Now, obviously the Patriots have lost their stars, whereas the Red Sox may be on the doorstep of losing some of those stars and undergoing some roster and team building, if not team philosophy transition right now, which is different from the Patriots. But I I don't I don't exactly I can't tell you what I think the 2023 Red Sox are. I can tell you the 2022 Red Sox are out of it. They're it's I've said it for weeks now. I'll continue to say it. They're Dunsky. This this season oh, yeah. it's technically not over, but it's over. They're, it's been they're over not, for Trevor a long Story time. is nowhere near coming back. Sorry, he's been a disappointment this year as well. Injuries and issues early in the season, and now this prolonged absence as well. Bogey hasn't had the season he wanted. Devers got hurt. You do wonder if it's more the bang-up or the business or a combination therein. And some bad mistakes were made, some decisions that a lot of us don't agree with in the offseason that I think have come back to bite the team in the ass. And they're just, pick an adjective to describe them. My choice, Andy, underwhelming. I would agree. Underwhelming. Meh. Don't care. I mean, sadly, I know that's not necessarily an adjective, don't care, but um, you reach a point where you become indifferent to the product that's on the field because I joked about it with you a couple weeks ago, the Justin Harans, like they keep false starting. Every time they give you some semblance of hope, some semblance of if they do this, 
They're going to get over the hump and they'll crawl back into this and they never do it. They're never capable of going on that run or winning that series or doing that one thing that puts them back in the conversation. So, uh, yeah, dismally disappointing. 617-779-7937 is the number if you want to call in, talk a little socks as they... Well, they struggled their way through the rest of the series. They got about a season. They've got about a quarter of the way to go. Five games back. Is it worth investing yourself emotionally? I know that's what a fan is supposed to do. But at the same time, are you going to put all that emotional and sweat equity into it? Or are you just going to let it play out and hope that things work out health-wise, roster-wise, free agent-wise, and development-wise for next year? A good question to keep on the table as the Sox are just about five hours away from first pitch tonight against the surprising Baltimore Orioles ahead of them in the standings in the AL East. We'll catch up on everything else with Trending right now. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending right now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Sox beat the Orioles 4-3 to last night. It was Arroyo and Doogie. Carrying the offense once again with a nice two-run ding-dong from our pal Kike Hernandez. Great to see him back. Michael Waka had another strong outing. He's given up zero earned runs since returning. He played pitched very well against the Yankees and then last night against the Orioles as well. He got the dub. Sox wrap up their three-game series with the Orioles tonight. First pitch is set for 7-10 from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, home of the Little League World Series. You can catch the pregame show with Bradfoe at 6 o'clock right here on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI, Red Sox Network. In Patriots news, rookie wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, according to a report from Jeff Howe of The Athletic, is scheduled to miss 8 to 10 weeks with a clavicle injury. He has a broken clavicle. Who knows exactly what his healing time is, so that timeline could change depending on if it heals quickly or if it takes more time. A lot of different questions coming up with the Patriots as they have to cut down to 80 this week on the roster with down to 53 come August 30th. They are on their way to Las Vegas for joint practices with the Raiders this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They'll be off Thursday, Friday night, 8-15, the final preseason or pretend football season game, and it's against the Raiders at 8-15 from Las Vegas. The Revolution lost last night 4-0 to CF Montreal. They are now 8-10-8 on the season. Their next match, August 28th versus the L.A. Galaxy. And in UFC 278, which of course gave us the Dana White, Gronk, Tom Brady Raiders news, the biggest event of the night was the head kick in the fifth round from Leon Edwards to knock out Kamaru Usman to become the UFC welterweight champion. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. A little over half an hour left on today's Fitzy and Hart program. You can get in touch with us if you'd like. 617-779-7937 is the number. The socials at WEEI, at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Heart. And right now, we're going to do something we don't normally do on the show since we, the hosts of the Six Rings podcast, which, of course, you can download and subscribe to, rate and review if you follow it, at Six Rings Pod on Twitter or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, WEI.com, the Odyssey app, wherever you consume, download and enjoy your podcast. We talk a lot of football, but right now we're going to talk at Celtics. Andy, I think what's happened is... The frustrations that have carried over with the Celtics, uh, excuse me, rather, the Red Sox and their down season, plus how compelling and or not compelling, depending on who you're speaking to, the Patriots have been, have taken our eyes off of the one constant we've had, and it's only been a half-season constant. That would be, of course, the improbable run of the Boston Celtics all the way to the NBA Finals and their defeat at the hands of the Golden State Warriors. The Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant topic came up a while ago, and it was kind of a burner. It was a heater for a while. People in this town very polarized on it. I would say three-quarters of the town was against the Jalen Brown trade for Kevin Durant, and there were a few, of course, Jermaine Wiggins, uh, Chris Scheim, and others who also don't happen to like Mac Jones, so now I guess you know the type. They were for it as well because they want to win the championship now with star power. So... Uh, We haven't heard much of it now, and it turns out that the Celtics have been over the top in their promotion of Jalen Brown and saying how much they love him, and he's been included in the social media. Now his face is available on the season tickets as well. Um, What do you think is going on with all this, and how do you you read all of the Celtics' love they've been pouring in his direction? Is this them trying to make amends? Is this the Celtics just normally doing what they would do with their star? Uh, and do you think there's any chance he sticks around for a while longer? He, well, I hope so. Uh, I hope this is sort of uh, putting to bed rumors because there's still been reports, rumors, speculation that they are still the front runner or they're most likely if a trade happens, blah, 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 because they provide the best player in return in Jalen Brown. Um, I hope they're putting all that to bed. I hope they're repairing the relationship if it indeed needs repairing. I know there's been some reports that, Brad Stevens has been very open in his communication with Jalen Brown. Um, but if it needs repairing, they've spent a lot of time, at least publicly, social media. You know, today's example, an hour ago, they tweeted out uh, lightning bolt, number seven, lightning bolt. And it started a thread of photos of Jalen Brown flexing, Jalen Brown dunking on people, Jalen Brown shooting threes, Jalen Brown hyping the crowd, Jalen Brown arriving at the game in some sweet threads. And it does feel like to me, some sort of a campaign, some sort of a campaign to keep him happy. Or look at this, I hadn't rebuild. seen this. You're right. I'm just checking this out now. Excuse me for jumping in, but it's a, like a Jalen Brown random love. appreciation. Love. It's right. not a post; it's a thread. Yes, it's a thread of love, and these are pictures of how much I love you. It's and I checked; it's not his birthday. Like there's no, I'm, I don't. 
as far as I know, there's no specific reason why you'd be doing this today. Um, and that like it's normal. Oh, we're going to do it for every player for when they turn, you know, their birthday or whatever. Like this just feels to me like an, a campaign to rebuild his his the relationship with him, but also rekindle maybe the the bond between him and the fans and remind the fans how great he is and we're keeping him and this is why we're keeping him. Because I have been concerned as a big Jalen Brown fan and a fan of the, the youth movement, just building from within and, and staying the course. I've been a little alarmed at the number of rumors with the trade and then the Brian Scalabrini's of the world, right, and the Max's of the world talking openly about trading him and just as green teamers and insiders, it bothered me with how flippantly they were willing to just move on from him and say it and offer it up. And I always assumed maybe that was because they were getting some sort of inside info or that was that was the organization putting it out there to test the waters. They were weather balloons being put to use by the organization. Mm-hmm. But with this these campaigns, and again, you said it, the day the schedule came out and the ticket, like he was on it, they were using his photo everywhere they could recently, including today's Twitter thread. I'm hoping this puts to bed any of the rumors or speculation about Kevin Durant and what would be a horrific decision by the organization. Yeah, we saw Jason Tatum over the weekend shine in that abridged uh, sort of Seattle Pro-Am where he scored like, what, 20 points in the first couple minutes, and then they were like, all right, this is so lopsided, we're going to go ahead and call this one off. But Tatum was Tatum was balling out. We know Tatum is probably primed for a huge bounce-back season, and we hope as they acquired Danilo Gallinari and Malcolm Brogdon, that these guys are going to be able to help shore up some of, not the defensive liabilities, because they were so defensively strong in the back half of the schedule this year, but some of the offensive liabilities they had, including only getting five points from the bench in the elimination game against the Golden State Warriors. As far as the Jalen Brown stuff goes, yeah, I do feel like, This is just like, all right, why don't we just continue? Just keep letting him know he feels loved because, of course, famously, a few weeks ago, there was some foolishly named Antonio Brown Twitter handle who said Jason Brown is, or excuse me, Jalen Brown is the most disrespected or the most underappreciated athlete in Boston. Then he ends up liking it, and we have to deal with the fallout here and in, you know, bars, breweries, and wherever Boston Celtics basketball is discussed and appreciated. Uh, One thing I always do, and what's that? It's true. It is, he is kind of the most it, underappreciated. Well, I, mean, I think he. I think he's underappreciated as well. Uh, I think he did. He still has a ways to go to improve his game, but he should absolutely be kept around. And I said before, and I'll say it again: I wouldn't trade him for Kevin Durant, especially considering that the Nets would want so much more than just Jalen Brown. When I think it would almost be a one-up at this point, considering that he's almost a decade younger and comes with way less baggage as well. Kevin Durant, still an elite scorer, all-time great. I get it. I get it. I get it. As far as this thread... All-time dink. And an an all-time dink, for sure. As far as this thread goes, though, one of the ways I think you can via social media, which I would like to remind everyone, is not real life. One of the ways you can go to sort of parse out or try and interpret what this is all about or how people feel about it is when you go, you click on it, and then you either check out the retweets or the quote tweets. And fans right now are mostly positive about this, yet at the same time, I keep seeing fans, most of the king of Boston, this guy's great, my dog stays. But then there are some fans, don't know if this is a promotion to trade him or if this is an excuse for the missed tentative to trade him, the tentative trade for KD. Just remembers what, just makes me feel like what they did with IT. 
I hope he's staying. Uh, another one. This better not be a precursor to a trade. Most underappreciated athlete. I hope he's not getting traded. Make him a Celtic for life. So see, the fans now are twisted around wondering why the Celtics are doing this or what their motives are for this and how they got themselves into this madness in the first place. Well, would you be promoting and, and showing how great he is and then trade him? Like, I feel like that would be... Maybe. Like, hey, guys, look at fans. how great this guy is. Don't you want him? Wouldn't you want to trade him for... Look, we got a no. nice, shiny, uh, nice, shiny number seven over here. You think the Nets are going to look at your, your Twitter account and, oh, you know what? I didn't, I didn't know you had great pictures of him doing stuff in games. Uh, yeah, we'll trade for him. Now. No. I think this can only... Like, this would backfire. If, th- if that's the plan, it's one of the dumbest plans I've ever heard because you're just going to remind fans at how young and great he is and then get rid of him, entice fans. It's fans that are on social media, super fans that are on social media following you and looking at your threads and photos and everything. So I, I, I think that would be idiotic, and I don't think there's any chance that's the plan. Now, it could also be a case of I'm connecting the Boston Celtics to the Boston Celtics Twitter account in a way that should not be connected that this is a separate arm, and there are a lot of instances where team accounts are separate arms. It's not like Brad Stevens is running the Celtics Twitter account and decided, hey, you know what we should do? We should fluff up JB today with some photo. Ooh, uh, lightning bolt, seven lightning bolt photo. No, that's not how it works. Um, but I also don't think they work totally off the reservation, off on their own, and I think there's probably some sort of organizational plan right now how they're t- treating the rumors and speculation around their second biggest star and, and how he fits into the future and the present. So how do you think this ends up playing out? Because I've asked myself this question a million times. Does he end up getting traded? I don't believe so. No. Does he start to feel more appreciated by the fan base, by the organization, and everyone that is pro-Celtics? And... Ultimately, with two years left on his deal, uh, there's something about if he's like an either a first or second team All NBA or an All Star. Yeah. I forget exactly what it is. He can super then max. qualify for a super max, which yep. would lead him to want to stay. Do you think Jalen Brown, two years to go on this deal, wants to stay with the Celtics, believing that this would give him his best chance to win a championship or championships, or does he want to go be the number one somewhere else? No, I think he wants to be here. Um, now it, it's interesting how the perspective could have changed the end of last season and into this off season and everything that's gone on that could certainly change things and him having 34 points in the game seven and yet everybody, um, you know, sort of questioning where this team is going and he should be traded. And despite the fact that Jason Tatum's the one that gagged in the finals and didn't show up for most of that series, I, I think there's egos in basketball, there's egos in everything, so could things have changed for him? Could he thought a lot about things and respect and SMHs in the offseason? Sure, but I think he wants to be here. He'll make more money here. That's generally the way it works in the NBA regardless. Now, if he gets if he gets Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, All-NBA, you're talking about a Supermax deal that'll pay him north of $50 million a year, and it can only be here. So yes, I think that would be very enticing. People say Boston's not a destination. You pay that person $50 million a year to be in Boston, it's a hell of a destination in most fronts. So I think he wants to be here, but I think this year is going to be key for this organization because they are going to deal with expectation. They are the front runners. It's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. It's what is Tatum, what is Brown, the ongoing conversations. Oh, all the trade rumors in the offseason. Well, what if the Nets stay together and then the Nets beat the Celtics and KD looks great and all these various factors could come into it. But 
I think if you don't trade for KD, hopefully you are making the decision to stay the course and try to keep the young core together as the foundation for as long as possible. Yes, and Tatum can, excuse me, rather, uh, Jalen Brown can qualify for a Supermax deal if, as my pal Patrick Gilroy reminds me, if he qualifies uh, by making one of the three all-NBA teams or the all-defensive team, which he would have a very good chance to do on a team like the 2022 and 23 Celtics, who, by the way, the NBA and all the networks are all behind since on their 82-game schedule, they have 37 nationally televised games. So get ready, Boston. Get ready, New England. Get ready, America. Get ready, world. You're going to be seeing a lot of the Celtics coming up this year, which I think is a good thing because I think they're a really interesting team. Some people wonder if they've done enough this offseason to surpass the Bucks with a healthy Chris Middleton or if they're going to be able to surpass the Sixers, uh, even though I think they're a much better team than the Sixers. I think they should be the prohibitive favorite in the Eastern Conference. I do think they've got a great chance to get back to the finals. I do think they're going to be completely vengeful, and they're going to be driven to overcome the shortcomings that they displayed on a national or global audience in those same finals. And I think guys like Jalen Brown, who wants to show that he's worth a Supermax, who wants to show that even though he's part of a very bought-in team and a dynamic duo that he has the talent to be a leader on his own. And I think Jason Tatum is going to be absolutely hell-bent on a mission as well to overcome what you said was a gagging performance in the finals as well. Would you put them as the prohibitive favorites in the Eastern Conference uh, as we head towards this massive nationally televised season for the Seas? No, um, probably not. I would probably put a healthy Bucks team still ahead of them but i also mm. think there's big dominoes to fall you know if uh donovan if mitchell Durant gets moved yep well and donovan mitchell if one of those two guys ends up That's in right. miami for example Ooh, man. then miami moves to the front of the line do i think the celtics are a better team now than when they finished last year absolutely but we also need to be honest they beat teams that were banged up and injured and didn't have the you know chris middleton if chris middleton's in that series is a different series but now if chris middleton's in that series but you're a better team how does that play out? So I do think they are a better basketball team, and I do think they are a top three contender in the East, and the expectation will be to go against one of those other teams in the Eastern Conference Finals. But there's competition. It's a competitive uh, conference, and it could all change with one trade of one superstar. Yeah, and let's also remember that Jimmy Butler was banged up and Kyle Lowry was banged up, and that yep. was not a, full, a fully healthy, full-capacity Heat team as well. Spider Mitchell on the heat does change the equation if he enters the chat and puts Miami potentially back on top of the pack as well in the Eastern Conference as well. So maybe we all shouldn't be just fully expecting the Celtics to just like run it back because they're going to be so motivated. But you do have, unlike with the Celtics, excuse me, the Red Sox, that's been a long show, talking a lot of sports. <laughs> unlike with the Red Sox, who we just expressed some concern over their future with all the free agents they have and what the game plan is and if Bloom is able to make the Boston Rays or the Tampa Red Sox uh, in his mold with the big budget uh, delivering on the expectations that have now been reset with all the success the past two decades. And the Patriots, they've got a lot of questions as well. We don't seem to have those same questions with the Celtics. So I just want to make sure perhaps we temper our expectations while we hold out hope that they can get something done with Jalen Brown, that he does want to stay, and that it's not just going to be an automatic for the Celtics. Agree? Yeah, it is no by no means an automatic, and I think even Ime Udoka 
faces a challenge, different challenge as a second-year head coach, as a little bit of the hunted rather than the hunter, and expected to build on what you did the second half, not have that early season hiccup where you turn it around. Nope, you're going to be expected to be great and good right out the gates. All right, just one more segment to go here on the old Fitzy and Hart program. When we come back, we're going to have a fun little sports musical segment. You'll find out what that's all about. Yeah, I know. Even I'm oh boy in this one. (laughs) Ah, come on. It's going to be fun. Don't worry about it. And then we're on boats and beaches, and you got more sports talk. And, of course, don't forget Bradford with the pregame show. Socks and O's at 710 here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Final segment here on Fitzy and Hart on WEEI on a beautiful late summer sunny sports Sunday. You were listening to right there the tones, the theme of Amazon and their new Thursday night football package. Andy and I were listening to this yesterday for the first time. I think it's a solid entry into the now growing canon of American TV football theme songs. Jackson, you can ride that one up for a second. Yeah, this sounds like football music. This tells me there's uh, something at stake. Something's moving. There's some urgency. There's some action to come. may not be the iconic NFL films music, but it's a different day and it's a different age. And I like it. I think it's going to be good. Now, Andy, of course, you doubted that people would be watching as much Thursday Night Football as before because now you have to get it through Amazon. And you don't have Amazon Prime, which doesn't surprise nope. me because you're a cheap ass. I mean, you're thrifty. I mean, you don't like waiting for things for two days. I mean, Smart. yeah, you're cheap. So you're a penny pincher. So I think a lot of people do have it. It's going to be great no matter how much money they probably spent to get it to an alternative streaming service, which is what it seems everyone is doing these days. They'll make it back up, I'm sure. Well, A, because they're Amazon and no one's going to feel bad for them. And B, this will get even more people to subscribe to Prime because we are addicted to football. There is no methadone for the real thing, as other alternative and competing leagues have shown. So I think it's going to be a smash for them. And that's a great theme song. And since I'm the dork that I am and I love soundtracks and I love music, it got me thinking, hmm, what is my other favorite, like what's my ultimate favorite football theme song and there are a lot of great ones i think a lot of people would probably just default to the classic monday night football theme song don't you if you if you ask somebody like hey what's your favorite football theme song they'd probably say wow what kind of nerd are you why are you asking me that question And i said okay yeah well i am uh but just go ahead and answer the question i think a lot of people would say i like the monday night football theme song dun, 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 dun. everyone knows that like if you play that for most people randomly on the street. Don't you think people would recognize it almost immediately, Andy? 
probably. Yeah, I mean, I know we're in a different world now. I don't know if that resonates as much anymore with some people in, in this world. But yes, because we got so beholden to appointment TV and not being so spaced out and in and out of things, whatever. So yeah, probably. Yeah, I would think that that would be as well. Even though it's changed networks, which happened a long time ago, and maybe it doesn't have the same luster, but now they're trying to restore more of that luster. There it is. Everybody knows that. That used to be time for the most watched television show in the world. Back in the good old days. There it is. Yeah, give me those notes. It's time for football Monday night. I got nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> Classic. Uh, they've made some mutations and variations on ESPN over the years, and now, of course, they spend all that money to bring Joe Buck and Troy Aikman over from Fox to be the new primary broadcast team. I think they're going to have a banger of a fall with a good schedule as well, except for, of course, Bears-Patriots in the middle of October on ESPN. I get to thinking, what is my favorite one? And I thought it was the Sunday night football theme from uh on nbc you know that one andy the uh the carrie underwood no that's this no waited all day for sunday night or whatever no that's that's the sunday night football song there's a difference i like the i like the orchestral instrumental versions listen to this come on are you not ready to run through a brick wall? Are you not just like, let's go, let's get this game started, I can't wait, Tom Brady. Oh, wait, he's not here anymore. Let's go, Mac. Uh, it's so good. You know who wrote this? No idea. John Williams. Oh, Johnny Boy. Old John, that's what they call him around the old Star Wars composing circle, old Johnny Boy. I was going to say Andrew Lloyd Webber, but. No, that's, that's come on, that's, that's a great one. The Sunday Night Football theme has instantly, like, has become an absolute classic. That's a I love that one. That one gets no matter what the game. I get so fired up for Sunday night football, and also it's the end of the night. That's the game I usually, as, as like a lot of dads, get to focus on. We don't have days full of checking fantasy scores and wings and pitchers of beers like we used to in our twenties and thirties. Like we have a different life. We have way more game day responsibilities. So Sunday night football means ah, oh, relax, refresh, kick up, grab a bite, open a cold one, boom, that music hits. It's game time. It's go time. But I did a little uh, deep dive down the YouTube rabbit hole of iconic, great, and just flat-out NFL theme songs, and I uncovered my all-time favorite one recently, Andy. See if you can place the era and the network that this, my all-time favorite NFL theme song, is from. Hit it, Jackson. Got nothing. Come on. I don't know if you, Andy Hardo, Mr. Football himself, you've got nothing on that one? Nothing. You are kidding me. What is it? Dude. That is the the NFL today on CBS, the late 70s through the 80s theme song when it was Hi, I'm Brent Musburger, alongside Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek. And, of course, the great Phyllis George here on CBS as we bring you another terrible edition of Richard Todd and the Jets against Dan Marino and the Dolphins. It's a little before my time. 
Stop. No, it's not. Don't pretend that you're the easy it's Harry Styles. It's not before your time. It's a little before my time. Uh, you don't need to get into how old you are. I'm just saying it's a not, little before my time. Celebrate your history. Know from whence you came. The icons, the goats, the legends. You, there was so much drag, swag. No I mean, there was so much swag and drip and sex appeal on that show. You, it was like the closest thing we actually had to Anchorman. Yeah, and it's before my time. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Oh, dear Lord. I don't even know. Not as old as you. you. All right. Well, during the break, I asked you to pick your favorite NFL on TV theme song. Let me hear it. What do you have? Monday Night Football, Hank Williams Jr. This gets you going. Really? Yeah. And Fitzy, you've got to see the video for this. Are you ready for some football? We're back. Well, it's Monday night. A new week has begun. I turn on my TV for some fun. This is so bad. You're bad. Oh my God! With the doing the concert and the fake const- like the B-roll and the fake construction crew and all the people tuning in all over with Hank. You got it with like stock video of all these ads. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, Andy. Are you ready? For this is football? your all-time favorite. Are you ready for some football? It's the classic all-time question. Oh, my God. They even had a shot of, like, oh, there's Bob Saget watching TV, The Perfect Strangers. Yeah, gotta be it's kidding a cross-promotion. Oh. This is terrible. I don't it's know. a simple I mean, question with a simple answer. Yes, we are. Yes, I am as well. Then his politics got in the way and he was out. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> and then we sent him down the cancel hole, yep. which is where Classic, he and that, that song. Simple just... phrase. It's really just that simple. Are you ready for some football for me? Like, boom. You ask the question. I have the answer. Let's do this. Well, the answer is always yes. It's just certain things, different tunes and melodies and classic lines that get me ready for some football it's like when michael buffer asks if we're ready to rumble yes we're ready to rumble or what was that old mills lane guy are you ready are you ready let's get it on like, let's get it on classic pre-fight football whatever questions and now jackson burns our other producer on today's program puts on his favorite pre-game song the end by the doors <laughs> <laughs> well I, you know i gotta signal you somehow I love it. Mr. No, Bradford has to do a show now. <laughs> I understand that completely. Thank you very much. Good job by you, buddy. Good job by Ethan, our other producer today. Good job by you, Andy. That was a well-done, hard-spent four hours. Uh, Bradfoe is coming up next here on WEEI. He's got you till 6, and then, of course, Bradfoe's got you on the Red Sox Network with the pregame show, getting ready for the MLB Little League Classic tonight. First pitch at 710. Red Sox and Orioles from Williamstown, Pennsylvania. For Andy, for Jackson, for Ethan, for Hank Williams, for John Williams, for all the Williamses and everyone else who tuned in today. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk to you soon. This must be the most embarrassing moment in Brown's history. Six games, 11 games, it doesn't freaking matter. It's never going to change. To see it handled like this, this should make well, this should force this. you to turn the TV part on. Of the problem because is, I'll continue to watch it because I love it, but it makes me feel like I don't matter. Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast on the Odyssey app or at weei.com. Berloni, Fourier, and Mego. Afternoons 2 to 6 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. W-E-E-I. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 